Friends, happy Monday, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventurers. Hey guys, Laura here. Welcome to another episode of the Roman Go Lightly podcast. If you're new here, hello. Um, We're a podcast all about empowering you to find everyday inspiration and adventure around every corner every single day. So um, we're a podcast, but we're also a blog who basically our mission is to fill you with your weekly dose of encouragement to live adventurously and to think creatively no matter your lifestyle. Um, Every Monday, I get to sit down with the creators, artists, adventurers, and more to basically extract ideas and inspirations to help you all lead that adventurous and creative lifestyle that you're hunting for. So if this sounds right up your alley, make sure to subscribe so you can get that little dose of happiness every Monday, and give us a nice review while you're at it too. Please do it. I'm not going to beg, but hey, I'm not above it. So welcome, guys. Listen, let's talk about the internet. Um... It can be a really crazy, vast place for a creative to find a home. I know I've definitely felt that way. I feel like if you're a listener of this podcast, you are in, if you are in a creative industry, um, it can be really hard to find a, a place to sort of settle and a place to find a community. And that's why I'm so pleased to have Brooke Saxon Spencer, the creator of Belong Magazine on the podcast today. Belong Magazine is all about celebrating the art and the community um, of social media entrepreneurship and blogging um, and helping women navigate the web in life-giving ways. I mean, this is seriously a godsend for someone like me, and I hope it is for you too. The encouraging and empowering community that Brooke has created with Belong is seriously one of my favorite things, Um, and I'm so excited to sort of talk to her about the magazine's beginnings, the community that she's created, and sort of the ins and outs of being an editor of an independently run magazine. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brooke. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do? Sure. Um, I am the founder and editor of Belong Magazine, which is a magazine for female creatives and entrepreneurs, uh, many of which are in the digital split in the digital space, uh, so bloggers and you know women that are on social media and such. Um, it's a print and digital publication. It's been around for about a year and a half, and that's kind of my gig. Awesome. So I I have to say I my Saturday like ritual nowadays is to go to Barnes and Noble, get a coffee, and like peruse the magazine department. And I was so thrilled to find Belong Magazine there. So how long have you guys been um, in Barnes and Noble? I'm curious. Um, about a year now. I think last March our, the, was the first issue that hit the shelves there. So it was issue three for us was the first one. So when we're in issue six. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was great to be able to, to get into Barnes and Noble, uh, just as far as, you know, kind of spreading the reach and, um, kind of being taken a little bit more seriously, to be honest. Um, you know, those are all added bonuses. Absolutely. It's like a landmark, you know? Yes, exactly. Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about Belong Magazine's origins? I'm curious, like, did you always set out to be um, an editor of a magazine? And how did how did the, the name come to be? Tell us about Belong and how sure. it started. 
Sure. So my background is in, uh, my educational background is in creative writing, graphic design, and photography. Uh, but right out of college, I started working for my family's healthcare business. And so I've been in healthcare management for almost two decades. Um, and my family, a couple of years ago, decided that, uh, it was totally long story, but they decided to sell the family business, which meant that I was no longer going to have a day job. And so I had the opportunity to kind of step back and reevaluate and think, okay, if I could do whatever I want to do, what would I do? Because it certainly wouldn't be healthcare. The reason I was in healthcare was because my heart was in my family's business, but not in the industry itself. Uh, so I just spent some time because there was there was time to be had as far as between knowing that the business was going to be sold and the actual sale of it, there was about a year. So I decided to kind of take a step back and, and really kind of do some self-reflection and think about what it would be, you know, if I could do anything, what would it be? And I read books and I was journaling and just um, kind of writing my thoughts down and my interest from college, you know, the creative writing, graphic design and photography had always just kind of been underlying there and healthcare isn't an especially creative field. So, you know, I'd spent all these years feeling like I never really had a creative outlet and I'd blogged uh, or attempted to blog a couple of different, um, down a couple of different avenues and uh, found it very challenging and very difficult as far as like finding ways to connect because it's not very easy to just like, I mean, you don't just throw your blog out there and have people find you and know about you. Like it takes a lot more than that. And so being an introvert in real life translates to being an introvert online as well. And so I felt kind of lost and I, you know, I didn't really know where to go. Uh, and so I eventually kind of just gave up on those blogs. You know, I did them for a while, mainly for my own creative outlet. And then I was like, well, forget this. You know, it just felt like it was going nowhere. And, uh, but the word belong had kind of stuck with me from those years of thinking if I'd had the time uh, to like start a small group of some sort, you know, call it whatever you want. I mean, some people would call it a mastermind, but I was just thinking of like a small group of women just supporting one another. I loved the name belong as far as it would give women blogging because the word blog is in belong. Um, I loved kind of the way that that tied together and giving you know people a place to kind of go that it was kind of like a safe place, um, you know, for support and some encouragement and even resources or whatever. So the name had kind of stuck with me. So when I was doing all this self-reflection and realized that I really would love to get back into the, the creative side of things, uh, the idea of pulling all three of my degrees, the creative writing, photography, and graphic design, uh, it kind of pulled together into making you know, a publication. It just seemed like an obvious next step, although maybe not so obvious since everyone says print is dying, which I disagree with. Um, but so that's kind of where belong started. And, uh, you know, I just, I set a date where I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a pilot issue and here's the date that we're going to have it done by. Uh, we're going to release it, you know, at this conference and like, we're just going to go and we're going to see what happens. 
So that's kind of how we launched, how we started, and we've just kind of been taking the next steps ever since then. Awesome. Well, two things. I mean, I have been following you guys for years, for, yeah, like a year and a half since you guys have been around, and I had no idea that the word blog was in belong, and now I feel so silly. Yeah, it's right there. Is that originally, like, you'll notice on, I think, the first couple of, you may not notice, no one probably noticed, but on the first couple of issues, it the little tagline that now says, celebrating the art and community of blogging, social media, and entrepreneurship, originally just said blogging, uh, because my intent was for it to be for the world of bloggers, but that quickly, like, quickly it became apparent to me that the world of bloggers really, like, most bloggers are, I shouldn't say most, many bloggers are now looking to monetize their online space. And many people who are blogging have small businesses as a support to their, you know, their business. Um, so it, like the lines quickly blurred. But when we were originally working on a logo, I was trying so hard to find a way to get the E and the N to kind of like disappear a little bit, but it just never looked right. And so we just <laughs> kind of left it alone. Um but yeah, I was like, this is brilliant. Blog is in the word. And, you know, but that was just my own thing. And yeah, it obviously doesn't make any difference. The word's still meaningful to me, but it just seemed kind of, you know, uncanny that it happened to be in, in blog happened to be part of belong. Um, it's like a secret but, little nugget that yeah. our listeners will now know. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Love it. So, I mean, we talked a lot about the word belong. Um, so can you tell us the definition of what belong means to you and what it means for your community that you've created? Sure. Um, I really wanted belong to me. It means having a place. Um, and not everybody belongs everywhere. So it's not intended to be like an all inclusive or all exclusive type of a, a word, but everybody does have a place somewhere. And the idea is trying to, of the magazine and kind of the underlying purpose is to, in the mass of the internet, which we all know is just, it gets bigger and bigger every day, is to try to curate some of that content and some of those opportunities, um, bring it down into a kind of, you know, a much smaller realm so that it's easy to, you know, easy bite-sized pieces. And so women can actually like grab onto something. They can, it helps navigate through some of the opportunities that are out there are ways to connect with other women um, so that you can fig- you can figure out where your place is. And just in the nature of what the magazine is, I try very hard um, as far as like who the contributors are. I, I don't want it to feel like a popularity contest. Like you have to be a published whatever in order to have a, a, a piece in the magazine. If you are a small business owner and you have like a serious niche and you are an expert on a topic and you have 10 people following you on Instagram, but you're killing it in your business. Like you belong there, right? Like you have a place to share your advice. Um, you could have a hundred thousand followers and you know, that would be great too, but it's not meant to be, um, a place to, you know, it wasn't meant to be a place to show off. It was meant for people to come and be real and be able to share from their position and to come together and support one another uh, and I like to use the, the phrase in life giving ways, because I think there's a lot of ways that we think that we're supporting one another, but it's really, it ends up feeling more like competition. Like, Hey, I can one out you, you know, one up you on this. And so the idea of connecting people in ways that 
it's uplifting and it's providing you the tools and resources you need and supporting you in ways that you need to actually take your business or your blogging or your life or whatever to the next level or just to inspire you. Um, that's, that's really important to me, but just reminding women that they, that their voice has a place and that it matters. And again, it's not going to, it's not going to be everywhere, uh, but that there, there is a place for you. I think like one thing you mentioned a little bit that I've definitely felt firsthand. I know a lot of, um, creative entrepreneurs feel is that because the internet is so vast, um, it can feel really hard to navigate and to find a community because, it sort of feels like you're you're just trying to tread water in an ocean yeah. that is, like, so large. Um, and one thing I really love about what you guys do on your online platform, in addition to your print, which is always beautiful to look at, is that you have these amazing resource tool, resource guides and, like, toolkits. Um, so if anyone um, is going to your website, definitely check that mm-hmm. out, too, because I think it's really hard to find people to connect with. Um, and there's also this fear attached to reaching out to people based off of how many followers you had, like yes. you said. And, I mean, one thing that's great about your community is you sort of curated this place where people it, – it does – like you said, it doesn't matter if you have 10 followers, but you're a complete expert – um, yeah. it's great cause it sort of feels like all embracing and very welcoming. So definitely check out all that good stuff online. Yeah. Too. And we are, you know, we're working on building up our Facebook community and I know everyone and their mother has a Facebook group. Um, but you know, the, it, the position that I try to take in the group is that it really is a place where you don't have to have all the answers and trying to create a place not only to encourage other people, but I know I always have really what I think are really stupid questions. Like today, for example, I was trying to figure out how you figure, like how to determine how many page views an individual post gets. Like, you know, who wants to ask that question to the public, right? Like you feel like you should know those things already. Or like, how do you get your Instagram feed on your, on your website? Like you can look at a bajillion different, you know, resources on Google, or you could maybe have somebody give you the quick couple of steps, but you have to ask the question. So the idea is to kind of create a space that is a, a place to share the little victories because we so often forget to to celebrate them. You know, you forget to celebrate the fact that you had a sale today and, or that you got a client today or whatever, you even had a phone call today, whatever it is for you. Like it could be huge. Um, just because you don't have, you know, your schedule booked out for three months or whatever it is for, you know, your specific business doesn't mean that you're not succeeding and that you're not, you don't have victories to share today. And it's important to celebrate those little wins and those little steps because they get you where you want to go. So that, and then to be able to, you know, ask the dumb questions or ask for a resource on something that you just don't know and not have people, you know, there's other people and you hear this all the time. There's other people that want to ask the question that you're asking. They're just too embarrassed to do so. It's so true. Um, but there have been so many women that have said, I'm so glad you opened this space up and like made that as sort of like a qualifier. Like you're not just saying it, like we're actually doing that. We're actually asking the dumb questions. We're actually saying, you know, what we think, you know, are things that maybe we should know, but maybe somebody has a shortcut instead of trying to search for it on our own, we'll just ask. Uh, so in that sense, you know, trying to, you know, we use the word authentic all the time, but trying to keep it a little bit more real and less, um, 
polished, I guess, is the word for it. The group is meant to be a little less polished. Right, um, right. If that, if that makes sense. I don't, I like things to be polished, so I don't, you know, in a sense, I hate using that word. But at the same time, um, I like the the ability to throw things out there and not feel like you have to have everything together in order to be present in a space. It's also really good to have, like you said, like sort of like a soundboard for ideas that you have and Mm -hmm. uh, like those, those stupid questions. I mean, even like you said, the small victories, I know for a very long time when I was a beginning blogger, I felt so uncomfortable like sharing. I just reached X page views or I I just gained this many followers on like you know my generic Facebook page or whatever Twitter it just felt very like there wasn't a real place for that victory to be shared because it felt it felt self-indulgent or whatever but I I love that is I'm right there alongside a lot of my audience belong isn't um you know our Instagram account has I think like what, 24,000 followers, which is really weird to me. But other than that, like, I don't even think I have 500 Facebook page likes. Like, you know, I don't, we don't have a super high quantity of page views on the website. Like I haven't focused on those things. So they're a little like, in a sense, they're kind of embarrassing. So like I look at some other people and I'm like, oh my goodness, they have like 10,000 Facebook page likes. Whoa. Like I definitely don't have my act together. Like I'm doing something wrong, but like, I want to be able to celebrate, Hey, look, I just got to a thousand. That's huge for me. Like that's doubling mine. And you know, for some people it might seem really small, but even for belong, like that would be huge. Right. Absolutely. And Um, I think like too, even, even on the other side, it's, it's nice to have a place where it's like, Hey, like I'm really struggling with this. Has anyone else figured this out? Or how are you feeling about X, Y, Z? It's nice to have that sort of like sounding board again to, Yep. To go with and I can both think of sides. probably like five questions that I should be putting out there right now on my own. And one of them would be like, okay, I need to figure out this whole Facebook page thing. And not necessarily in all honesty, because I care about the number of people that are liking the page, but because of what that translates to as far as being able to grow belong um, with in, in like the advertiser sphere, those numbers legitimate you as a publication. And so you know, you kind of need them. I don't need them for myself for legitimation, but I feel like other people do. And so trying to find that balance there, but yeah, I'd be like, and I'd love to be, throw something out about, well, I don't get how to get my hands around this or Facebook ads or, you know, Instagram ads or what, like that stuff is all just a mess to me. So who's got the shortcuts, you know, help me out here. Exactly. So I guess the sort of this, like, so so gracefully goes to my next question. So what piece of advice would you send to someone who is maybe like a beginning blogger or beginning entrepreneur looking to find a community to, to thrive in? What, what piece of advice would you send their way? Well, I would definitely say, um, I mean, there's a lot out there. So, you know, at least finding some place to start where you can kind of get a feel for what even some of the other ones are. Um, you know, the resource guide, the belong resource guide does have some communities in it, but there are just so, so many. So, you know, asking around and trying to find one that really works for you, whether it's the belong collective on Facebook or whether it's, you know, a savvy business owners group, which is a fantastic group as well, or, um, you know, there are a number of different groups, but trying to find one that you want to invest in because you can only be part of so many groups. Um, 
And then, you know, really putting yourself out there, investing in that, asking questions. Um, in order, I think, as a beginner blogger, I think that the community is really important. You have to reach out. And that's something that's been very hard for me. But um, I think I've gotten a little bit better about it. But women generally, and I put generally with an asterisk beside it because I feel like it needs that. But for the most part, I think women in the creative industry are always willing and happy to help whenever they can. Uh, not to say that they're giving their services away for free, but I certainly think that they're wanting to help other women succeed to the best of their abilities and they want to be supportive and they want to be a resource. So, you know, I think that there's that underlying desire for, for women to want to be able to give back to the community. Um, it's not always the case, but I think generally it is. And so I think that you're not going to get that though, unless you actually step out and, and ask and, you know, unless you reach out. So, um, you know, finding whether it's someone that you admire or a couple of someone's and reaching out to them on an individual level and asking them if they know of a group or if they would be, you know, willing to mentor you a little bit. Um, those are all some really great options and, uh, and things that have been really helpful for me. Sure. And I think too, like, don't be afraid to look into your own community. Um, yeah. there are tons of like, I, I live in a pretty small town, but we have a, a women's entrepreneur like club essentially, and they meet like Tuesdays. And you'd yeah, be surprised. That's fantastic. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of open doors if you really look for them. I think. Yeah. Awesome. So, could you tell us? You guys definitely are all about these great community experiences with Belong. So, what do you think has been your most favorite or most memorable like community experience you've had working with Belong? Um, well, I, this is something that actually, it's kind of funny because I am all about community, but it's been very hard to wrangle together events. Um, and, and that's what, you know, most people, when you know, they want to connect in person. So we're working on that. But it, when I say we, it's, it's me, it's a big rural we that represents me because this is all me. Um, and I only have so many hours in my day and, uh, you know, it, it's hard to pull together. So, you know, a lot of a, a lot of the interaction that I have with individuals is through social media um, and attending conferences. We have had a couple of events that have been super fun, and I just need to really invest in doing more of them. Um, but in the meantime, I'm hopping on the bandwagon with as many other you know events that I can, as far as you know, conferences and whatnot. I was just at the Alt Summit last week. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, and then the, there's a new conference in uh, Portland in a couple of weeks called the Together Experience, which I'll be speaking at, which is, it looks like such a fun group of women. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's so many, and I would, it, you know, part of me would love to have our own conference, but I feel like there are just so many other opportunities out there that I want to support as many of those as I can. At some point, maybe we will, uh, but you know, until then I'll, I'll support everyone else. And, um, you know, I feel like you have to have a certain, uh, I'd, I'd have to have a certain angle that would make it different than, than everyone else's. I don't want to do what's already being done. So, um, events are yeah, hard. They're really hard. There's a lot of moving pieces in that sort of stuff that I can't even wrap my head around. Yeah. And I would love it. I, I mean, I did, uh, event planning in, 
in my healthcare days, obviously a slightly different audience, uh, but I loved it, but I, it's very hard to manage, um, you know, the, the actual publication and that planning process, as well as my, I have a healthcare consulting business and then, you know, my family. So it's just, it's just a lot, you know, I mean, like every other female entrepreneur deals with, there's just, there's many pieces just in your life in general. So it's, it's realizing where your limits are. And, uh, but events are on, they're on my, uh, I don't want to say to-do list, but they're one of my goals for 2017. And I've been talking with a couple of other women, actually some, uh, another editor from another magazine that would be about doing some things together, uh, to kind of ease the load for both of us, but then combine our audiences as they're kind of like they're complementary publications. So, uh, we thought that would be cool and a great way to collaborate and show the community of our competition, like in action. Right. So, um, wow. I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs> don't, you don't yeah. have to say it, but I'm, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. And it's also trying to provide, you know, when you plan something like that, um, I want it to provide value. You know, I want it to provide value for the people attending and for all the people that are involved in investing in planning it. So because our time is so limited and it's, you know, it's so valuable itself that you want to make sure that you're doing it right. I don't want to do it just because I feel like I have to, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think like, even on a smaller scale, like you are providing so many great quote unquote community experiences with just like having a, a Facebook group alone, because I think, I mean, I don't know, do you ever like realize that your magazine has developed into something so much bigger when you get to see different people exchanging and this like very positive, encouraging community that you've built? Is there, was there ever a moment you realized that it had grown into something bigger? I don't know if there was ever one moment, but it, it, I think I continually have those moments because I work at home by myself most of the day, you know, I'm kind of in my own little world for the most part. And then all of a sudden I'll get like a random email, uh, you know, from someone. And sometimes people like, I just got one recently from someone in another country who spoke very broken English. And I say spoken quotes cause it was written. Um, and she t- basically just said, you know, I was feeling very discouraged and basically about to give up my photography and creative career. Cause I just, you know, I just didn't know what to do or where to go. And like, I just, just felt lost. And she's like, and then I came across your magazine and I'm going to keep going. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. You know, like for this woman who again speaks, and she even said, I don't speak English well. And I thought, wow, for her to spend the time to write me a note like that, that's like a big deal to me. Like that one person kind of changed their course because of, a publication that, you know, that I kind of, I feel like sometimes like tossed out there, you know, um, is, is really cool. And to hear that it's encouraging other women and in real ways, like to actually take the next step, which is what our current centerfold says. And I say centerfold in quotes as well. Um, I joke that we're redefining the centerfold instead of, you know, a pinup, we have a like inspirational quote, uh, <laughs> which, you know, totally not a pinup, a pinup in a different way, right? Yeah. You can put it up on your bulletin board, but you know, different. Um, but it's take the next step. And so, if, you know, if, 
if I can encourage a woman or two, or even myself, like, and usually those centerfolds are a reflection of what I'm dealing with personally. So, you know, I'm really, I feel like the magazine is like me throwing a piece of my heart out there. And so when you get feedback like that, just like anyone does on, on throwing their work out there, especially in the creative realm, um, it's an, it's an affirmation and it's an encouragement to continue to take the next step. Um, and you know, you just never know where it's going to go. So, you know, I know that I'm working on the next issue. Actually, we're working on like the next three because I quickly realized how far in advance you have to plan when you're doing publications. Um, but, yeah, I'd love know. to hear the process that goes into oh. making one issue. I know, I mean, I'm th- throwing this at you right now, but like, no, it's fine. what, like, what is the process like? I inter- I've interviewed a few, you know, magazine editors, but I've never really talked about what that process is actually like. Well, and I'm sure it's a smidge different for you know for different editors and different publications, and you know whether you have staff or not, but. Um, at this point for belong, we, I have a submission form on our website. If you have ideas and then what we, after the first couple of issues, we just, we, as in me and my husband basically decided that it needed to kind of have a theme so that it tied. Cause there were so it's like what 95% content, if not more in the magazine. So like out of a hundred pages, at least 95 of them are content filled so that's a lot of content and it needed to have some sort of direction to, to pull it all together. Otherwise it just felt very disjointed. So we started coming up with a theme and the theme is pretty loose for the most part. So for example, the issue we have out right now is, is issue six has a thresholds theme and thresholds was meant to mean um, whether it's like threshold as in like a door. So whether you're stepping over the threshold into something new whether you like, it's a story about, you know, on your journey of how you cross into something new, whether it was fresh, you overcame something. Uh, so it, it's kind of loose in that sense. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be solely about, you know, crossing over a threshold in the literal sense. Um, so we went with that and we came up with the idea to, I connected with a photographer through Instagram who, has been taking photos of doors for the last several years all over the world and asked her if she'd be willing to, you know, to do the cover for us. And she was on it. And so, you know, we kind of got going there. And then what I did is I went through all the submissions that we already had and I read, I kind of skipped the titles because it's the content that I was thinking, can we manipulate this idea into something that would fall into the thresholds sphere? And so I go through and I try to figure out what fits. And then there's the three sections of the magazine. There's a business section with usually with more concrete business tips in art section, which is a little more like application. So in this case, uh, the, there's a, a feature of the cover photographer and her story on how she did all the photos of the doors. And there's, um, there's, a, there's a DIY on a key hook like a shelf for your fire front door or whatever that has key hooks in it. Um, so it kind of, again, loosely ties into the idea. And then the last section is the community section, which is usually featuring um, conferences, networking events, workshops, uh, things like that. So um, I look through the content and try to find things that tie in, reach back out to those folks, see if they'd be willing to do it. 
Um, then I have to see if they have photographs that will accompany their piece, because sometimes people do, um, but they have to be high res, and a lot of times they're not. And if they're not high res enough, they can't be published in print, which is, you know, most people take their photos at 70, like they're at 72 DPI, and they have to be 300 for print. So that quickly becomes an issue. So you just try to like, you know, combine all these pieces. You don't want duplicates. At some point, you know, maybe I'll see something on Instagram or see someone who is talking about something on Instagram. I'm like, Ooh, that is a really great idea. And I'll reach out to them and say, you know, would you be willing to write a piece about that uh, for us? But for the most part, things are kind of flowing in. We pick them, we set, you know, we have deadlines and, but there's agreements that have to be signed uh, in order to use the copy and the photos. So you always have to have signatures. You have to track, like, it's it's basically information tracking that gets to be the game. It's, you know, like at this point, we're preparing for issue seven, and the content deadline was February 1st. So at this point, I'm, like, still collecting content that didn't come in, trying to, you know, contact the, the contributor but I need their headshot, I need their bio, I need their social media handles and their website information, I need their signed agreement, and I need their content and their photos. And if they do have photos that they did not take, I need the name of their photographer, their photographer's information, and I need to get them to sign an agreement. So it's just like all these moving pieces. Um, and it, it doesn't sound all that complicated until you realize you have to do it for like 25 different pieces. And you can't get a couple of people to respond. And you're like, well, what are we going to do if this photographer doesn't get back to us? We have to pitch the whole piece because um, you can't publish it without permission. So, um, but then once you have everything together, we copy edit it. I haven't, uh, a, I don't want to call her an intern because she's been in the professional world. She's now a stay-at-home mom, but she does the copy editing for me. And um, I send it her way and then... We kind of put all the pieces together. I have a graphic designer who I have kind of helped me do all the layout. And then like three weeks before it's supposed to be released, we send it to the printer. And two weeks later, it ends up on two large pallets in my garage. And then I send it to Barnes & Noble from there. So it's, it, it's a little different than it would probably be if it was like, in an office space with a large, you know, staff, but it's me. And so it comes to my house. And so we end up with, you know, thousands of magazines in our garage. <laughs> it sounds like so, it sounds like you're the mastermind of like a huge collage. It's like so yes, many moving pieces like and somehow it ends up in a beautiful little compact magazine. It's like sort yeah. of like magic. Yeah. And I mean, it's fun. The hard, I think the hard part gets to, like I said, is getting, making sure you have all the little pieces. Um, and then to like trying to make sure that the content that you have is fresh and original and interesting. Um, I try to keep the, you know, the issues relatively seasonless and timeless in the sense that like, I, I want you to be able to keep it as a resource. So we don't put dates on them. Uh, but you know, as far as like social media stuff, that's ever changing. So we try to keep it as fresh as we can on, and on top of those things, but yeah, it's, 
it, it's it's fun, but it is like a collage. It's like a puzzle trying to put all the pieces together. And then, yeah, but then when you get it, when it comes and like, you know, the FedEx truck guy is like, you know, hauling the, the pallets into my garage, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like I did that. Like I pulled it off, you know, and then you, know, you open it and you're holding it in your hand and you're like, wow, that's so cool. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's probably like a website designer completing a website and releasing it to the person that they designed it for and having them like, whoa, that's my thing. Like, that's mine now. Like, it's it's always rewarding to see your project come to fruition. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it is. Awesome. It is. Well, thanks for sharing your process. It's sort of – I. it's never really – I've never had a chance to really hear about what it actually is like to piece together – a piece of editorial content like that. I think, especially with the digital content that's available, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you are constantly exchanging emails, right? I think yeah. I'm just hearing this and being like, wow, I, the amount of back and forth that you must go through is kind of insane. Yeah, well, and to be honest with you, I'm really, I have a terrible memory. And so it, it's very, like, you know, because the issues are spread out and I'll be thinking about, like, you know, we just did issue six, but I'm already putting like scheduling out content for issue nine. I'll get emails from people and I'll have no idea what they're talking about. Like so the I'm context. Like, yeah. Yes. So I'm like, I'm going through, I'm like looking in my trash. I'm like, okay, this name, this name, this name, what are they talking about? Um, we're even meeting people in person. Sometimes, you know, you're like, I know I should know you, but right. I cannot for the life of me place you like, give me, give me a context. Exactly. Like, can you show me an Instagram feed? Because I might recognize it there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's work, but it's fun. And I, you know, I get to work with some really, really fantastic women. And like I said, that's a very gracious community for the most part. You know, doing a print publication is a little different than putting out content on the web and that like once it's printed, it's done. So if there are mistakes, you can't fix them. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been lucky to deal with some women who have been very gracious about like misspellings of their names, um, you know, where you just feel horrible, horrible, but they, you know, they've been really great. And it's, it's been neat to kind of see the creative community in action in that sense. Yeah, I think, well, I, I know for our listeners, um, they're going to love this because so many of them are they're so hungry to create their own community or be a part of a greater community. And I mean, I know, I know personally, I'm a working creative who has a nine to five and I end up spending my evenings doing like the whole side hustle thing. And I yeah. think, um, so for the listeners who are, who are hearing your process and getting inspired, um, what sort of, what would you say to someone who does have this passion project of their own and, how would they go about pursuing it? And I don't know. Do you have any advice for so someone funny like that? that? You're mentioning this because I was just thinking about this right before we got on the phone because someone had asked me about the work life balance. Oh, gosh. And, which comes up all the time, right? Like, yes. I, everybody is looking for that. And I just have, and, and this is probably not the right answer, but it's my answer. And that I don't think I'm ever going to get there. Like, I don't think as a doing. What I, I'm never going to get there. I'm, and even when I had a nine to five only, I didn't have it then either. Like, I don't know what that looks like exactly because I don't know about you, but like, I take my work very seriously. Like I put my heart into whatever it is that I'm working on. So I don't ever really walk away from it. Um, 
but as far as, you know, at this point in my life, I, um, you know, I'm doing belong, which, but I'm, and I'm a very, very transparent person. So forgive me if this is TMI, but belongs not making money at this point. It's been around for a year and a half, but it's paying for itself, but it's not producing income and I don't have a full-time job. So I've had to start doing consulting in the, in the healthcare industry, which is what my previous life was right. In order to help pay the bills and trying to find balance with that is extremely difficult. So for all of those women who are trying to pursue their creative passions, I get it. I'm right there. And, and even more so like I'm trying to do them simultaneously so like I don't have an end, like my nine to five doesn't exist anymore. So it's like an all day, every day, everything, you know, my kids, I have three pickup times and three drop off times for my kids <laughs> and their school is 15 minutes. Their schools are 15 minutes away. So I, I spend like four to five hours a day just doing drop offs and pickups. That is not efficient <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, you, you know, in the car, you're like, Oh my gosh, think of all the things I could be doing right now. Um, so I have just started thinking of it like this, like, you know, and people will say, you know, be all there wherever you are. And even that sometimes it's hard because I find I'm on my phone and, you know, I'm at Super Bowl talking with someone and I'm trying to get an Instagram post up. And that's just it. That's just, that's just life. That's real. Um, You know, you say, excuse me, you you do whatever you got to do and you get back to it. Um, I try very hard to be present, like to walk, like to turn my back. I don't want to say walk away, but actually like to turn my back on my email and my screen to like at least connect with each of my family members for even if it's just a brief bit, whether it's like tucking them into bed, looking them in the eyes, you know, my, my kids or when it's talking to my husband, not being distracted for just a short bit. Um, but then like my husband and I, we have movie nights. I'm on my computer the whole time. That's just, and he knows that's just the way it is. I don't like, I can't do it any other way. I'm, you know, I'll make dinner and then I'm back at my computer and my kids are in the other room doing their homework and eating dinner. I can't manage it any other way. Um, so I'm doing what I have to do to get through my day. And I think that sometimes we have an ideal in our head that seems like we should be able to achieve and we struggle with the fact that we're not getting it right. Like I'm just, I don't know how to do that. Other people seem to do it. I don't think that they all have it together either. Um, we, you have to do what you have to do to make it work for you. So for me and my family right now, that means I work all the time pretty much. And that, you know, when I need to pick them up from school though, I'm there, right? Like I may not work out of the house nine to five, but that means that I'm able to pick them up from school. But then when we come home, I have to work because I've picked them up from school. We could do it another way. I could be out of the house and, you know, work a nine to five in healthcare and earn enough money. But then A, I wouldn't be doing my creative thing. And which would make me not a very happy person and I wouldn't be present to them in the same way. So it's give and take, um, you know, you do have to sacrifice some things and you have to find your own balance. So I would definitely, you know, and even before I wasn't working my actual nine to five, I worked on, you know, when I was blogging, I would do that in the evenings with my kids. I'd sit on the couch and watch a movie with them or even with my husband or I'd do it when they went to bed. Or, but I am a person that really needs her sleep. So I'm not going to be up until two in the morning. I'll be the one that's working on my things during dinner. Like that's just me. So, you know, it's figuring out what works for, for you and how you can, you know, make it happen for yourself and your family and your situation. Um, I think that you maybe throw out the ideals and figure out what that means for you. 
Yeah. And everyone, everyone's hustle is different too. Like, it's not like, I mean, when I, I, what you're saying sounds so familiar, it's insane to me. Um, But I know so many people, if they did do that, they would be completely burnt out. And that would mean that their creativity is completely stifled or whatever. So I, I think, yeah, it's about checking in personally. It's like, what, okay, does this work for me? How, how can I figure something out that works best for my schedule? Whatever yeah. it is, everyone's different. Well, and I found that there's like certain things that I need to do for myself that make me feel like I've in a, you know, in a sense, got it all together. Whether that means like I need to read a book for pleasure before I go to bed every night instead of reading my business book or reading my Instagram or whatever, like I need to check out in that way or, you know, whether it's, just taking an entire day and not doing any work at all. Like, and it looks different from time to time, but you know, I think we all kind of know what we need to refuel and it's just making sure that we're taking the time to be aware of what those things are and, and the needs of those around us and, you know, and making it work within those constraints, but there's no formula. Like everybody's different. Like you said, everyone's creative endeavor is different. And some people can stay up until three in the morning and work and they can be fine. And that's great. So that's what it looks like for them. It's not what it looks like for me. Um, you know, I get to work within these like time pockets throughout the day between drop-offs and pickups and soccer and, you know, all these other random things. And so my kids only see me at my desk most of the time because, when I'm home, that's what I'm doing. Um, but I'm still there for them to pick them up from school and take them to soccer and all these other things that, you know, I might not be able to do if I weren't doing this, if that makes sense. Right. Awesome. Well, Brooke, is there anything that we should keep an eye out for? Um, I know that you said you're working on issue seven, but is there anything yes. else um, online that we should keep an eye out for? Oh, goodness. Well, we, we kind of quietly released some new fun products recently, some notebooks and journals. I was um, just checking out your shop before we called. So yeah, I am not like, I hate the salesy thing. And I, you know, you read all sorts of people saying like, here's how you can promote your stuff without being salesy. It doesn't work for me. I can't figure it out. I feel <laughs> salesy. And it's like, you get the least amount of likes on those social media posts. So I'm like, ugh. but, um, I, you know, with our centerfolds, I've, I've made t-shirts out of several of them, whether, whether it's our, like our kind of underlying slogan of you belong, um, you are enough, just be you. We've made, made those into t-shirts, which are, are pretty cool. And then, you know, some practical like journals and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the magazine is, is, is there, it's available in both digital and print, but issue seven comes out at the end of March. We're ha- we have a special weddings and celebrations issue that's going to be coming out around May 1st, which ought to be fun. Um, but yeah, we're just plugging along. We're like you said, we're looking to do events, um, you know, looking to provide some more like educational content through maybe Facebook Live to our audience. Um, but just trying to figure out how, to, you know, more than anything, how to manage it and make it beneficial to our readership, our audience and for me personally and my time and making sure that what I'm investing is um, most beneficial all around. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's always something new going on. It's just a matter of which Avenue. And I don't know about you, but it's hard to keep up with everything. Like should I be doing webinars? Should I be doing more blog posts? Should I be doing podcasts? What should I be doing? I don't know. So um, I'm trying to make sure that the magazine is where it needs to be. And then the other stuff kind of comes second, if that makes sense. Absolutely. 
So um, you just mentioned a little bit, but could you give us um, the, you know, your URLs? Where can we find you and belong and what it, what you're doing online? And where, where else can we find the magazine? Sure. Uh, our URL is belong-mag.com. Um, and our social media handle across the board is belongmag, all one word. Um, so you can find us there. I live on Instagram most of the time, but we do have fresh blog content that comes out three days a week. Um, and two of those days are usually, um, guest blog posters. So if anyone's ever interested or you know, in reading and or submitting an idea to do that, we're always looking for people who are experts. You know, we can't obviously fit every single submitter into the magazine, but there's a huge audience out there. Uh, we would love to feature people on the blog as well. Um, but yeah, and then you can get the magazine right there on our site as well, or at Barnes and Noble across the country. So that's pretty fantastic. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for doing this. This has been really, I don't know, I, I feel really refreshed. And I, I appreciate you for keeping it so real with us. I think it's re- been really refreshing and inspiring. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much, Brooke. Um, so guys, Brooke's resources that she mentioned in our interview today um, is on our show notes, um, which is available at romangolightly.com. Go check it out. It has all of our previous show notes there as well if you're looking for some resources for creativity or finding a community of your own, um, or if you just want to check out more about Belong Magazine. We also have a lot of fun blog content there um, with lots of ideas and tips and tricks to help you find adventure every day, everywhere, and some creative prompts as well. And guys, make sure to subscribe, comment, and review. I know I've told you before, but hey, we've topped the arts charts in Colombia, the Czech Republic, Italy, Canada, Finland, Malaysia, the Philippines, and yeah, even the good old USA. And we really want to stay there. I know it's my personal goal to um, keep this thing going. And for you guys, subscribing and reviewing helps us do just that. So I know I've talked to you a lot about it, but I would mean so much to us if you did that for us. Um, and hey, if you like what we're doing as well, make sure to follow us along on Instagram at RomanGoLightly. Um, recently, I shared my current situation with being sort of in a creative rut. And I was so, so, so pleased to have you guys as sort of a sounding board to share what's going on in my life. And hopefully I'll be doing a mini-sode about your exchanges that you have with me there. So if you want to join in on the conversation, make sure to follow us there. And um, yeah, have fun with us on Instagram. All right, guys, we will see you next Monday. And until then, have a great week. Bye. Bye.